welcome to the IOD's Director's Briefing Podcast. This podcast is produced by the IOD's Policy Unit and provides timely updates, insights and commentary on the key issues of the day impacting business leaders. Hello, my name is Hugo Lee. I am the IOD's Media and Comms Lead. In today's podcast, I am discussing the Northern Ireland Protocol with policy advisor Emma Rowland. Hello, Emma. Welcome to the podcast. Um, The Northern Ireland Protocol has been at the forefront of the news agenda off and on for the last couple of years. Could you start by explaining to listeners what the protocol is and why it is needed? Hi, Hugo. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, Yeah, so the Northern Ireland Protocol is a stipulation of the withdrawal agreement between the UK and the EU, which establishes a hard border between Northern Ireland and Great Britain in order to retain the free border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. Um, The conundrum is that firstly, it is essential that there is that free border between the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland uh, because of the troubles that occurred between the two in the 1960s all the way up to the 1990s that were brought to an end by the Good Friday Agreement and this must be respected. Um, But because the Northern Ireland is in the UK, uh, that free border means there is a line where there are no controls between the EU and the UK, which defeats the purpose of the withdrawal agreement in the first place. So to avoid breaching the Good Friday Agreement, the hard border lies between the UK and Northern Ireland, and that's what the protocol is there for. But the issues lie with that hard border in the Irish Sea because there shouldn't be controls trading between two different parts of the UK. Um, And this is what the government has been very firm about. Trading with with Northern Ireland should really be the same as trading with Cardiff or Edinburgh or any other city in the UK. Great. And so what does this mean for trade within the UK, specifically between Great Britain and Northern Ireland? Uh, So the protocol, uh, because of that hard border, establishes uh, customs checks for traders between Northern Ireland and Great Britain. Um, So the EU is much stricter than the UK on certain goods. And a good example of that is their rules on cold meats. Um, The EU doesn't allow the import of chilled meats from non-member states. Of course, this has led to what was dubbed as the infamous sausage war that's been raging over the summer which is uh, not about ketchup versus mustard, but that the UK wanted to relax restrictions and the EU obviously didn't. Um, A more serious issue, though, lies within the pharmaceutical industry, which um, is struggling with red tape in the form of safety checks and separate licensing rules for use in Northern Ireland. And actually many UK pharmaceutical businesses are just finding that it's easier to pull out of Northern Ireland as a potential market. Um, which obviously is quite a serious issue if the Northern Ireland doesn't have reliable access to the medicines they need. Okay, thank you. Um, as I mentioned up front, um, the the protocol has been often on the news agenda for the last two years. But why yeah. is it why is it back now? Yeah, it's back again. Um, our government is calling for a complete overhaul of the protocol. Uh, it's just it's not sustainable. We don't like it. It's not working. We shouldn't have agreed to it in the first place. Um, And yesterday, the EU agreed to remove practically all checks on goods traveling between 
Northern Ireland and the UK. This includes cold meats and medicines. It is also a huge step from Northern Ireland, considering how important their rules on standards are to them. And experts have been saying that they really have gone the extra mile by doing this. So this should be good news. But the one sticking point for both parties is the issue of the European Court of Justice, the ECJ, um, as the oversight mechanism for the operation of the protocol. Our government is arguing that the ECJ completely undermines UK sovereignty, which was supposedly a primary factor for Brexit in the first place. Instead, the government is calling for uh, an independent body to replace the ECJ in line with international arbitration standards. But since Northern Ireland has unfettered access to the EU via the Republic of Ireland, the EU is refusing to budge on this because to them, uh, the ECJ ensures uh, equality of standards, a level playing field that is fundamental to their single, to their single market. Okay. And at, at the recent um, Tory conference, um, Lord Frost said that triggering Article 16 may be the only way forward for the UK. Could you tell us a little bit about what Article 16 is and what would that and what that would mean? Mm-hmm. So Article 16 is a mechanism within the agreement um, that when, when it is triggered, uh, it would suspend the Northern Ireland Protocol. Um, but it should only be triggered uh, if it is proven that the protocol is putting environmental, societal and econo- uh, economic damage on the UK. Um, if we can't prove that, then the UK can and will potentially impose very serious sanctions on us and pretty hefty legal action. Essentially, we would be breaking international law going against the withdrawal agreement that we signed in the first place. Um so a slight catch twenty two situation we have going on there. So given that, what are what are the next steps in terms of the of the ongoing discussions? What where do we go from here? Well, the EU has already taken steps that were not expected of them by um, practically sweeping away most of the of the checks between Northern Ireland and the UK to solve the problem. Um, And considering their rules on standards for goods, completely getting rid of these checks is quite a compromise from them. Um, But if the UK isn't prepared to budge on the issue of the ECJ um, and they don't reach a mutual solution, then, yeah, as I said, the the EU can impose very harmful sanctions, which will be very damaging in the long term. So um, it is really crucial that the government and the EU must find a sensible um, and realistic, uh, pragmatic solution um, to avoid this situation for businesses moving forwards. Well, thank you for um, for for that, Emma. It's been really really useful um, from my perspective, and hopefully um, for our listeners to get your understanding um, of of what's going on in terms of the Northern Ireland Protocol. I've really enjoyed our our discussion, um, and yeah, just to say thank you for joining us. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Hugo. I'm glad that uh, glad that you found it helpful. Okay, goodbye. Bye. We hope that you have enjoyed this Director's Briefing podcast. Please do subscribe to our channel to ensure that you are kept up to date on our future podcasts. You can find more information about our work on our website at iod.com 
forward slash news and on our LinkedIn and Twitter profiles. You can also contact us directly via policy-unit at iod.com. Thank you.